welcome to the Fracture Line, the official weekly news feed from the Chest Wall Injury Society, where we will listen to all the bottom line CWIS updates, shoutouts, fun facts, and weekly banner. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Crisco, and I'm joined always by Dr. Tom White, Dr. Adam Kay, and Sarah Ann Whitbeck. All right, welcome back to Fracture Line, everybody. Today we're excited to have on Dean Cardinal. Dean, you are an adventurist enthusiast. You're the guide for all the CWIS trips. We're so excited to have you on. You just took CWIS on uh, an adventure to Africa. That's why we're having you on today is to talk about your trek there, to talk about your experiences, tell us a little bit about who you are. Um, so the floor is yours. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, my name is Dean Cardinal. I am the owner of Worldwide Trekking and uh, the founder of the Human Outreach Project. And yeah, I've worked on the Snowbird Patrol um, for the last 30 years as an avalanche forecaster primarily and uh, started my adventure travel company about 10 years after professionally guiding and I've been in business 16 going on 17 years so uh, we do trips all over the world and um, yeah we just took Seawist to Kilimanjaro and we had an adventure. That was to say the least so so Dean tell us a little bit more about that adventure specifically uh, that trip for you guys and you know what it was like the experience. You know I've, I've guided Kilimanjaro more than 75 times and every time is unique and it's up to the you know the group and what the mountain gives you in that time we have an extremely high success rate more than 98 percent of our groups and individuals make the summit and you know the mountain just didn't give us that this time we had a wind event uh high on the mountain for three days that made it unsafe to go up above the high camp on kilimanjaro and we couldn't summit but like a lot of things I've seen over the years with mountain climbing and adventures is, you know, you learn a lot about yourself and you learn a lot about the group when uh, things don't go perfectly. And that's what happened for us on Kilimanjaro. Sarah Ann, Tom, I know that you were part of this experience. What was like that? What was it like for you up there? I'm trying to figure out what it is that I learned. <laughs> Sometimes that takes a while, Tom. Sounds like it wasn't such a learning experience. I learned how to spell North Face backwards. <laughs> I had to spend many hours From staring at the logo inside the tent. Holding his tent walls up with his hands. Yeah. It was pretty it was pretty epic. There's no doubt about it. But it was a great group and we had a great time. And it was it, it it'll be very memorable. It is memorable. It will remain that way for a long time. So I think so. I would just add that I think, you know, there's something about um, adventures where, you know, you can be as prepared and as planned as you think you possibly can be. And there's always an element of, you know, either something else, someone else, you know, or in this case, the wind event, you know, there, there's always some unpredictability, no matter how planned and prepared we try to be. And so I think, you know, as Dean mentioned, trying to mitigate risk, trying to be obviously as safe as we could have a great time, uh, you know, expectedly planning to summit, but then, you know, having that not turn out how we anticipated and, you know, but then being able to kind of walk it back and decide, you know, it wasn't my planning or preparation that kept me from achieving my goal. It was genuinely something, you know, outside of myself. And I think that's, that can sometimes be hard to accept because you want to just push harder, try harder, do a little more, you know, I, I think as type A people, which we all happen to be, then you kind of feel like you always have your destiny in your hands, you know, and in this case, 
that just wasn't going to happen. You know, no matter how hard you pushed or tried, you know, it just was not going to be what it wasn't, what it wasn't determined to be. And so I think that that's a good lesson. At least it is for me. I just add that, uh, you know, that's part of the beauty of the mountains on these adventures. The true definition of an adventure is that the outcome is unknown. And if we knew that you go over to Africa, you just go through the motions, you walk up to the top of Kilimanjaro and and, um, it all falls into place, you know, that wouldn't be much of an adventure. And one of the things that, you know, this trip shows is that the mountain decides and that we have to as Sarah said, mitigate our risk up there. And and it wasn't a a fault of anybody like not being prepared or not being physically fit and going up under good conditions and finally just saying, I can't go any further. I'm tired. You know, there's nothing routine about going to 19,341 feet on Kilimanjaro. And, you know, it was because the mountain decided to not give us that window on the days that we were in position to summit the mountain. I think that's so true. And I think being able to be comfortable with that and then being able to say it to other people. I think that's been one of the hard things for me coming home. You know, all these people that I told that I was doing it or, you know, how excited I was or saw me prepare or, you know, heaven forbid, talk to my mother about it who told everyone she knew, you know, that kind of thing. Like, I feel like the first few days I felt so ashamed, you know, which sounds really silly, but, you know, this feeling of like, yeah, we didn't do it. Yeah, you know, and instead sort of reframing, like in these past couple of weeks since we've been home, kind of reframing my mentality to say like, yeah, I didn't stand on the top, but I had a terrific seven days with people that I genuinely enjoyed. You know, we we had a really good time. And I mean, good grief, I got to hike in Africa for seven days. Like, how often does that happen? You know, that that's just obviously a, a life adventure that, that you know, it would have been really great to summit, but it also was really great to participate. So I think, you know, as much of a participation trophy as that is, my, my millennial self can handle that, that we didn't summit and be okay. <laughs> hey, Sarah Ann, tell us who was all on the trip from the SeaWIS crew. Can you name them now? Shout them out for us. You know what? I think I'll let Dr. White do it because he, he definitely, um, you know, helped kind of uh, bring the group together and, you know, text messaged everybody in advance, was doing these tips of the day and things like that. So Dr. White, how about you take that one? Well, we enjoyed the the pleasure of climbing with Brian Kim and his, his partner. We had Dr. Benjamin Christie and his wife and their three kids, uh, a son and two young daughters who were, who I frankly was a little nervous about when we started because they were so tiny, but they uh they were they were large in spirit and they uh, veiled themselves very very well. We also had Dr. Stephen Briggs, uh, whose family came to Africa, but his wife and daughters went and saw the gorillas in the jungle while we were on the mountain. And then uh, Dr. Dave Morris, my partner, and Mary Pugh, a good friend of ours, and Sarah and myself, and then my two sons, uh, Trent and Drew. It was a great crew. It sounded like a fantastic adventure, and I know there's more to come. Let's talk about that for a little bit here, guys. You know, Dean, this isn't going to be your first SeaWIS event with us. I don't think it's going to be. Where else are we thinking, Sarah? Well, I will just throw out a teaser that we we have been working on planning our next event with Dean and his crew, and we have kind of two ideas planned. Um, I'm not going to announce the locations yet because... 
that would be too too much of a giveaway but we'll we'll definitely have them announced at the summit so there will be an event tagged on to the summit 2024 and an event tagged on to see us europe 2024 in different locations of course and so we're super excited to to take on some new adventures you know you will not be worrying about summiting or spending the night in tents or anything like that dean dean has a more luxurious event planned for us or more moderate event i guess i could say so there will be no reading you know memorizing the north face logo and name backwards but dean any any teasers you want to throw out you've obviously done both of these trips so many times I have, and they're both fantastic. And I think in uh, the future, we'll probably do end up doing both of them, you know, one after the next. But uh, the Kilimanjaro trip was a rated strenuous trip. And that's when we have climbing for multiple days at higher altitudes above 14,000 feet. And uh, both of the adventures that we're looking at um, doing with SeaWiz next go around, for starters, whichever one we choose, they're both rated moderate. And that kind of gives a bigger uh, audience that can participate in those adventures. Meaning that if you're looking to get some good hikes in during the day and go out there and log some miles in the alpine environments and uh, get outside, you have that option. But if after a few days, somebody decides they want to do something a little less active, they can take a day off and not be hiking at higher altitudes, which would be like Kilimanjaro on a strenuous trip. So I'm excited about both of them. They're they're both, it's really hard to choose. One's as good as the next or better, you know. So we'll see what they decide. And uh, we're excited to host CWIS again. Absolutely. We're grateful for the partnership we have. I was just saying, we're super lucky to have someone like Dean on our side. How many how many surgical societies have a have a professional mountaineer that helps them out with their you know with their right? adventures? Well, I love it, and I'll tell you, thank you, and and it's equally uh, appreciated because you know for me, you know, I'll go over and guide Kilimanjaro. Uh, I leave on Friday, so just a couple days, and I'll be flying back over 14 people. The SeaWIS group, we had 14 people on the mountain. And when you do something again and again, and you go to these places, of course, the weather is always different and things are always different on the mountain. But really, it's about the people. It's about the people that come together. Our group was, as as they said, really a cohesive group, really fun to be around. Uh, you walk on the trail with different people, different days, different conversations in the dining tent. Just all in all, you know, those are a big part of the experience. And like I say, with the group, right from our very first orientation safety briefing, the first day of the trip, you know, it's all about the journey. It's about uh, enjoying the whole process. If the only satisfaction that any of us would have gotten was the moment that we were standing on top of Uhuru Peak on Kilimanjaro, you'd have six and, you know, most of your time not really enjoying the trip. But we went through five eco zones on Kilimanjaro. We had all different kinds of weather, even some rain in the rainforest, which was fun for the group in a lot of ways. It didn't rain too long, but uh, they got to wear the rain ponchos and got to camp and you know, it's all about the people. It's all about the overall journey. And, and uh, the, the group uh, from CWIS was really fun. So it's always a pleasure. Now, we were your favorite people, right? I know you say it's all about the people, but I just want to know that we're the favorite. You guys were the favorite group that I had guided that whole year. <laughs> 
Because we were there for New yeah, Year's. exactly. <laughs> That's like my mother telling me I'm her favorite daughter as the only one. You guys you are the favorite, my favorite group this whole year. Yes. <laughs> no, they were great. I love the groups and CWIS was fun. We were, it was a really fun group. We we'll hope by December you're still saying we're your favorite, you know, after you've had like a few options, but that, that will be good. Well, we're super excited. We had a, had a great time. I think, you know, it definitely gives a cool context to take people that you know in more of a professional sense or apply them in a different realm, you know, and be able to be able to kind of check it out and see what, what that's like. And so that was, that was super fun to, to get to meet, you know, other people's families and, and spend time with them and get to see them in kind of their personal environment. Since normally when we see each other at the summit, we're all, you know, dressed up and, and having different conversations. So it was a good time. Sarah, let's get some updates in. I know we got to get some updates in for the week. So we have lots coming up with the summit. If you have not already booked your room, the time is nigh. You're you're going to want to make that happen so that you can you can rest assured that that you are going to have a spot at the Charlotte City Center Marriott, and it should be really terrific. We are still accepting submissions for cine session videos, frankenplating cases, and posters. Um, until March 15th. So you still have a little bit of time. If you're not already working on it, you, you may want to hop on that pretty quickly. Um, and then uh, let me know for sure if you're planning to submit any of those so that we're building space in for you. Just super excited about all the different things that are going on. We have some some cool twists, some old favorites. I will say the last evening, we um, just as a reminder, we are going to the NASCAR Hall of Fame, which you know I, I will admit at first I thought, sounded a little bit not like my pleasure. I I can't say that I've ever watched NASCAR for more than maybe five or six minutes consecutively, but it was actually a fascinating museum, uh, you know, in terms of like the different exhibits showing like the pitch that the cars drive on and, you know, talking about the, the advances in technology and, and how they've taken things they've learned from race cars and applied them to, to regular cars. And so the museum is just really fascinating. Plus then there's like a driving simulation, which I was terrible. I kept crashing and I, I'm quite certain they thought they should just take my driver's license away entirely. Cause if I was that bad in a simulated car, how bad could I be like in a real car, you know? Then there's a simulated pit crew opportunity where you can practice as though you're in a pit crew. And that was really fun. And then just tons of, tons of other stuff. Plus all your Seawis friends and food and beverages. So that I think you pretty much can't beat that. Totally. Yeah, NASCAR it is. I know. Dean's going to be wishing that he was like in Charlotte. <laughs> be like, oh, I have to go to Africa. But I guess I'll, I'll settle for Africa since I can't be in Charlotte. And, you know, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I, I have my mullet. I'm growing my mullet out. Uh, so I'm ready in that sense. My pit vipers. I will be NASCAR That's ready. Perfect. Assuming I'm there. Who knows? Yes. No, I will say there. there's definitely costuming to be had. I I will not disclose um, the costume that, that Dr. White has selected, although I have seen a photo of it and it is going to be worth being there. So that's just your, that, that's a teaser. So that's really the main focus is kind of just getting ready for the summit. Cool. Let's final stitch. Who wants to go first? Tom? My final stitch, but it's just, I, I'm just so impressed with our guides and our porters and the whole team that was uh, assembled to get us as far as we got and to keep us safe on the mountain and to keep us fed and watered and sheltered. It was just amazing enterprise. And it, to a person, they did it with 
grace and humility and humor and aplomb. Um, I will go. I just want to say, for the record, once and for all, there are no classified documents in my house. I I know it it appears that they're turning up all over the place, but they're not at my house. If anyone wants to, you know, come do a sweep. There's a lot of paper here, as you can see, but none of them are classified documents. There could You're be Seawitz classified documents there, Sarah. I, I'm not sure. You know what? That, that's a good point. There could be Seawitz classified, but I'm quite certain that uh, the National Archives is not coming here anytime soon. So I, you know, one of 330 million people have now, you know, I've made the commitment. I think everybody else needs to do a little sweep at their house. Just make sure none of you have any classified documents. Apparently it's going around. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, final stitch for me would be um, a shout out to the uh, crew on Kilimanjaro that helped out, as Tom said. We can't run these trips without our teams around the world, and they work hard and do a fantastic job. Along with that, I'd, I'd love to give a shout out to the CWIS uh, Kilimanjaro Group 2023, because sometimes when things don't go right, you know, you can have a lot of different attitudes. Their attitudes were complete understanding and, and they had a good time with everything. And, and that means a lot to me because there's a lot of pressure in those situations. And they were rock stars all the way around. All right. My final stitch is that I feel better, which is awesome. I spent the last two days vomiting. And it's so amazing what, you know, it makes you think about your patients. Like my patients are always vomiting. My patients always have fevers. And that you just forget what that feels like. And man, to be vomiting and having a fever just sucks. And I just get so complacent with it. So I feel so bad for my patients today as I feel better. <laughs> but I do feel better. So that's awesome. That's my final stitch. Look at you, building compassion one day at a time. Carl, you got a final stitch? Oh, yeah. So my final stitch, I am taking a vacation, well-earned or not. Is what I'm doing. Uh, enjoying it. The snow is falling like crazy here. And I'm hoping that I can hit the slopes. I'm filling up a hot tub. So maybe I'll dunk myself in that. The world is my oyster. And I'm just I'm just grabbing all that I can right now. I love it. This is your first final stitch that isn't about residency. You definitely yeah. earned that vacation, my friend. Well, it sounds like maybe I'm coming back to do a rib fixation tomorrow. So... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, tell them only if you're pruny from the hot tub when you're done. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, Dean, thanks again for joining us. Really appreciate it very much. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. And I look forward to our next adventure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chris, go and Start searching your couch cushions. You're going to want to come on these adventures. We have planned next. <laughs>